are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. Ready? Go, go. We are your news now. <laughs> right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. <laughs> Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You.
Welcome! Yes, it is that day! It's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! That's right, it's Super Owl Sunday! And yes, it might be Super Owl Sunday, but their plans have been run afoul, Jesse. They certainly have, Jeff, and I think they're just going to find a bunch of surprises happening today. It's not going to go like they planned it at all. So It is not. It is not, and we're already seeing the evidence of it. Man, the, the Lord is moving in power. There's no coincidence that we're doing this chapter on this day. I did not plan this from months ago to end up this way. Uh, this is the Lord's doing. And let me let me just start off by saying this. First of all, thank you so much to Beulah for what a impressive debut on Saturday Night Sermons. Uh, it was so good. I changed the artwork, Jesse. It looks much better now. And it has the Holy Spirit right in the center of the artwork because the Holy Spirit is in the center of all of our work. And uh, let me tell you, I had <laughs> conviction uh, to go back and study the entire book of uh, of Ephesians. So uh, mm. that being said, right after that, Jesse, we had the Singapore prayer celebration, of course. And, you know, Jesse, you know me. I, I get up super early in the morning uh, by 8 o'clock at night. Like, I, it, it's bed by time for me most nights, right? And uh, so... You know, I kind of wanted to start it. I get, you know, I'm going to make an appearance because I said I would and all this stuff. And I get in there and I'm super tired and I could not stop. It went a little bit longer than normal. But if there is an example of an axe church, yeah, it was last <laughs> night. Um, the, the prayers were poignant. They were powerful. They were glorifying. There was worship. There was laughter. There was joy, and in fact, uh, many people even experienced some heat from it. I'm telling you, it was so anointed, and everyone on there knew the anointing that was on that prayer line. I'm getting choked up just talking about it, Jesse. Take over for a second. <laughs> yeah, so powerful, and I know when the Holy Spirit moves, you just, it's like there's this fresh, uh, not rejuvenation but that's it's just like there's this refreshing from the holy spirit and it just overflows us so that's so amazing to hear that that's what was happening and you know jeff i say just let the emotion out it's okay to let it out online and really talk about how god was moving in your heart oh you just want to mock me for crying on air it won't happen oh no i don't <laughs> that's not the case i i'm somebody that am deeply moved you know when when men just share their hearts and what god is doing and there's nothing more powerful that brings us all to our knees than when yeah. a man you know has had that connection with god so well, you gave me time to recover, so I thank you for that grace. <laughs> the, listen, I, I honestly, my eyes are watering up a little bit just just thinking about it and thinking about what the Lord did for me in the middle of the night. And for you, Jesse, we uh, talked about <laughs> the uh, resistance that we had, uh, you might say, last night. And, uh, of course, it's always in a similar fashion. Uh, yours was yeah. a, probably a little bit more gory than mine, but still... <laughs> Yeah, I think we should talk about that because, you know, I think it fits right in with this chapter. But 
you were sharing this morning how the Lord kind of woke you up and you were having a dream about uh, certain individuals, we'll just say, who um, were targeting you through witchcraft and uh, said they wanted to silence our show kind of as retribution for the things we've been bringing out and bringing forward. And then with my attack, like it literally was a in your face, um, you know, it's like I all of a sudden I woke with this spirit, like, you know, making this noise, like just like hissing. But at the same time, it was like there was something with his breath that I just like I immediately woke from my deep sleep, put my hand in front of my face and was just like, you know, no. <laughs> and then I yeah. rebuked it. And it was like, OK, like, I don't know who you are thinking you can just come in here and you know get that up close and personal but you aren't going to be coming back so <laughs> that's right they they cower at the name of jesus it's no yeah. contest folks it's no contest uh speaking of no contest and i i don't know and i'm not a betting man i have no money on the uh the event that's happening uh, later on the super owl uh but i have a feeling the ccp picked the winner with the year of the tiger just saying probably (laughs) and and i haven't watched one game this year so i have no idea and and i gotta say i do miss football i love football uh i just can't can't do it anymore anymore right now hey and on the same note on another thing that i can't do jesse happy lupercalia to you my goodness jeff i mean christians we just don't know about this stuff and what you know it's really not a happy time or day but hey we're reclaiming this stuff for the Lord and, you know, not, not that we're remaking we're the holiday, yeah. but we're reclaiming the day that it belongs to the Lord. There's things the enemy wants to do on it, but we're making it public. We're exposing, we're bringing, you know, the things that are done in darkness to light and, uh, you know, taking a real stand against that. So. And that's exactly why I said it, Jesse, because you know what, for over 50 years of my life, I, you know, Valentine's day was a thing and I never even questioned it, but now we all know. So I'm happy to know so I can avoid the stuff that we used to do before. Plus it saves me about a hundred bucks. <laughs> brought that out. You know, it's funny. People, you know, brought out the massive gathering of witches and warlocks that, you know, today and this weekend in the U.S. And they were like, this is the largest gathering in the U.S. And I'm sitting there like, no, it's not. Like, these are all people who've been here the entire time. And, you know, they've gathered in lots of places before. <laughs> it's just, I think the first time people are realizing and watching and have their eyes open, you know. Maybe the first time above ground. <laughs> no, no, they do. They do a lot I'm of kidding. above ground stuff, you know. So, I, yeah, I know. Um, hey, listen, I I don't normally new, do news, and we've got a long chapter, and I promise you, we're going to get into it. But when a particular chapter is has life application, I think it's important to point it out because what? First of all, let me define. What is the biggest event in the world right now? Today. What is the biggest event in the world today? It's not the super owl. It's the convoy. It's the convoy. 
that's worldwide, way more people in it than the Super Owl. So the Super Owl is a secondary event to what's happening with the convoy. And uh, by the way, yesterday I was down uh, at the protests again, just lovely people, beautiful spirits. Um, but what I wanted to say, because th this chapter has the answer for the truckers today. And we're going to touch on it, but I want to just bring you, uh, give you the latest sit rep on it so you can understand how the answer comes about in the chapter today. So obviously in Ottawa, they've plugged up the city and stuff like that around the nation's capital. They've been plugging the borders. The The truckers have outsmarted everybody and they're, they've proved they're no fools. They're very strategic. Uh, but the ambassador bridge is what really really got under the skin of uh, the premier, which is kind of like the governor uh, of Ontario. And so first of all, Friday came out trying to defuse things saying, Hey, we're going to be lessening some mandates and I'm going to give you some dates on Monday. Of course, they didn't want anyone to have fun and enjoy the, the Super Bowl and all that stuff. Right. So, you know, we're going to give you dates on Monday when, when I say that you can have life again. Okay, just just listen to the hypocrisy here. Then about two hours later, he comes out and does this thing, says, hey, we just went to the court. And by the way, the truckers weren't invited to the court. It was a sneaky kind of midnight session where they get this order, okay, an order that if these truckers don't get off the bridge, not only can they get up to a $100,000 fine and have their equipment confiscated, but they're going to take away their driver's licenses, their livelihoods, and they can have a year in jail and up to $100,000 in fines. But, but man, that's illegal. There's no law against protest. No, 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 of course not. Here's what he does, okay? And this is, listen, this is how... We have the word, which is the power, and then there's the counterfeit word. The counterfeit word, by the way, they they call legal and law. So here's what the premier does. And this happens in your states too, and in your countries as well. Same thing around the world, same illusion. They say, under we've given ourselves more power under the Emergency Powers Act. And so therefore we decree, and here's the thing, because it's on paper, people believe it's real. I've given myself new powers. Well, I got news for you. Today, anyone who follows this study is going to have new and greater emergency powers. <laughs> I like that. And, and, you know, I would, I'd make a proposal too. There's some interesting things happening. You know, I think that with uh, the military having gone through tunnel systems and closing off entrances and exits that, you know, now you've got the truckers playing their part and blocking off above ground roadways. And so I think that some of these people you know, when we're talking about child transportation, mm -hmm. they're getting desperate because they're losing all avenues that they had to be able to do that transportation. So it's really, you know, it's forcing them to play their cards on the table and they don't want to play their cards on the table because they know mm -hmm. the gigs up as soon as they do. They're desperate and they're weak. Yeah, They're desperate and they're weak. And, and by the way, 
here's some evidence uh, that I just saw from yesterday as well in Ottawa that shows that this is working. First of all, even when we go down to these protests, it's massively being taken over by, by the Christian movement. And more and more people are coming, like people, everyone's there handing out leaflets and, you know, come to Christ, you know what it means to be born again. Like, you know, this is yeah. the theme of it. And, but yesterday was a real touching moment because two days ago up in Ottawa, uh, there were some veterans saying, hey, look, we need our veterans back up here. We need this great generation to be back up here. And so a bunch of veterans went up to mm -hmm. Ottawa. And there's a, a war memorial uh, just outside of the parliament that they've had these massive fences. They're probably 10 foot high, uh, kind of a chain link, temporary fencing, you know, to protect the uh, war monument against the insurrectionists, right? You know, of course, these people aren't even leaving garbage on the ground. You know, it, it's, it's a beautiful right. thing what's happening. And so the veterans go up there. They remove the fencing. They say, no, no. This is our monument. They carry the fencing away. They all stand in front of the monument and they say the Lord's Prayer in unison. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, we got to, you know, cheer them on. These are real men and women at the front lines and they are doing an amazing job. They are. All right, let's get into the word, but first a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for our salvation, the forgiveness of our sins. But Lord, we especially thank you this morning for equipping us with your Holy Spirit, for not leaving us alone. We thank you for choosing us to be part of this generation, Lord. We exalt you. You are the God most high. Uh, every enemy is your footstool. You created the heavens and the earth. There is nothing above you. Everything is below you. You are everywhere. Only life exists because of you. Not And no two atoms would stay together without you, God. So we give you thanks for, and for being a good God, a loving father, uh, despite this and sending a brother in Jesus who is a, who is God. It's Lord, you're too big to state in our human language. So, Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks for your word. And uh, we give you thanks for the opportunity to do this broadcast, to do this fellowship uh, with everyone here today, and to read your word, and to bless, and to get your instructions. So, Father, we do pray that you expand our tent, you bring more people in, and even bring the unsaved, Lord, that we may show hope through the reading of your word and that they will have the conviction on their heart and choose the winning side, which is your side as it is predetermined. Father God, we also pray for everyone's health that hears the sound of my voice at this moment, Lord, we're going to need our strength to be, to do your service for your kingdom, God. So I pray for a restoration of health for everyone that hears the sound of my voice and even their loved ones that are around them, Lord. You are a God of multiplication. You can do it. No one else can. And so with that, we praise you and we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So Acts chapter 4. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people 
proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so was Caiaphas, John Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name do you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone which builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no name under heaven or under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows that they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all the chief, to the chief priests and elders, or reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you have made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why did the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord, against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your or they did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were one heart and one mind. 
No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerful at the work in them all that there was no needy person among them. For the for from that time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Ah, uh, Jesse, if it wasn't so timely of a chapter, I'd be doing a whole stewarding lesson out of this. <laughs> because <laughs> right. it's not it's so communism powerful. that they're demonstrating here. Let me be very right. clear. Um, wow. What a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> what a book. That's right. All right. So uh, I don't think we have time to go line for line with this one, Jesse. I know you have a busy day as well. And not that we're trying to rush or, or anything like that. But I think we can get all the points across without uh, doing it line by line. But yeah. for, I guess, let's. so let's just put, we, we got to put all this in context. You know, Jesus is resurrected. He spends 40 days with the apostles. He's teaching them, you know, advanced Bible theology, I guess. Uh, nothing like learning it, the word from the word. And uh, and then, you know, he promises them a, a gift and they wait for the gift. And that's chapter two. In chapter two, the Holy Spirit comes upon them. They have the tongues of fire. They're speaking all these different languages. So there's miracles or signs they're filled with the holy spirit and more and more are added to the church um and then oh boy what was what was the last chapter last chapter oh yeah it was peter's uh first speech and the the uh, leaping leper right or not the lame leaper is what i called it um you know they do this incredible miracle of this guy who was born crippled, born infirm. He couldn't move. We don't know to the extent, but he couldn't move. And so, you know, and Jesus went in through that gate. Jesus walked past this guy and Jesus probably just walking by, come, hey, hey your time is going to come. He waited for, he, Jesus knew that Paul or, or Peter and John would be doing this. Okay. So he leaves it for them and then they heal and they do, and it's astounding Everybody knows over 40 years, this guy's out there, can't do anything. Now he's jumping around, you know, pretty hard to, uh, to beat that. So all of a sudden, listen to this, the elites are panicked over the church. This is really where we're seeing the very first time the elites are panicked over the Christian church. Yeah. Right at the birth. So who were the elites? Well, so in, in Jesus' time, it, the Pharisees were the biggest, the religious leaders, the keepers of the law, were the opposition to Jesus. They were the greatest opposition. But now we see these Sadducees. And the Sadducees were like really the top. They're kind of like the donor class. They're the ones, 
in the background, you know, who control the money and who can put people into power in the temple and stuff like that. They're the power brokers. They're the elite. And they don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in any of this stuff, the Sadducees. The Sadducees believe in themselves. Sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Uh, did I say anything wrong there, Jesse? Not at all. I think it's important to bring out, though, that you kind of had, uh, I guess we could say kind of three groups, because over them you have the Sanhedrin, but you have the Pharisees and the Sadducees kind of together in that yes. ruling class. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, listen, we just call them the elites these days, right? And the religious cult leaders, you know? Yeah. Um, but th this thing was so effective. This miracle was so affected. <coughs> Excuse me. They they were scared. They threw him in prison. And by the way, what law did they break? They did a good <laughs> deed, right? Right. But they brought a homeless, a homeless <laughs> beggar, lame beggar, <laughs> into the temple. You know. And, and and who's leaping around, you know? But so they're claiming Jesus's name, you know. I'm sure because as he's telling, you know, he's telling people in the name of Jesus, I was healed. So what's interesting here? Um, so they lock them up and they're they're panicked. Okay, what do we do? What do we do? Everyone saw this miracle. We can't deny that it happened, right? So yeah. they get uh, they get these two plain guys, you know, uh, uh, Peter and John. They're no, they're no, they're not special. They're blue collar workers, you might say, and uh, and and so you would think, you know, because when when you're standing in front of this council of authority, oh, you should be cowering. You should, but they're not because. So they place them uh, and they say, they try to trick them up, of course, by what power or what name have you done this? Here's the key verse. Key verse number one, I should say. Yeah. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> say no more. Uh, mm -hmm. Jesus said, don't worry, in the hour I'll give you the words. And he gave them the words. And so Peter says, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for the benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all of the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, who you crucified and whom God raised from the dead by his name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but you, but which came the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among mankind which must be saved. So brilliant. Yeah. You know, these are the lawmakers. They're the, they're the smart guys, the religious leaders, the, the you know. Well, in strict in your face, he takes, I think it's like three or four uh, passages, Old Testament passages that he puts together in that, yes. that they know that when he's proclaiming those things, you know, these are messianic prophecies that all these men have been studying their entire lives as they, mm -hmm. you know, because they're the ones who are to look 
for the Messiah to wait for him to come. And, you know, without any doubt, Peter's tying all these verses together saying, this is the Messiah. And, yeah. you know, there's no, you cannot deny it. And you're accusing us of, you know, doing a right. good deed. And, 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 but then not only does he do that, but he throws the accusation back at them. Did you see how that happened? He did, You're accusing me. Question. Look at you. Look at you. You killed the Messiah. You know? Right. And and then he, you know, he obviously goes into the death and resurrection. Uh, you know, again, following this pattern, you know, uh, right. this is who God is. This is what, you know, there's only one way. So, they're being very bold here. Would you say, Jesse? Absolutely. And it actually ties in, you know, it was in, I believe it's John chapter 11, when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, it was because of that raising of the dead that they went so violently against him and were like, we have to put a stop yeah. to this man. And then, you know, it's like, they thought that by crucifying that they would stop him. And it's like, no, look at now. Not only did he raise from the dead, but now the miracles are continuing in his name. And, you know, what's their fear is that, you know, they knew that they didn't really have a relationship with God and that as people come, as people are healed, as people are raised from the dead, that where is it going to put people's faith? It's going to put it where it needs to be in the Lord rather than in, you know, all of their laws and their religious deeds and works. Mm -hmm. And, and again, you know, here's one of the lessons and lesson number one for truckers and protesters worldwide. We are called to respect authority uh, because there's governance and governance and God puts people in government. You know, God chooses people. However, government documents do not supersede God's law in any way. Right. Okay. So when the self-proclaimed emergency powers and, and well, we wrote it on a document and a judge signed it. So it's real. It does not supersede god's power <laughs> right it's like god used his own finger to write on those 10 commandment tablets <laughs> so uh, what you can't pass that up go ahead jeff <laughs> so so what what do the uh the sadducees in this council do well they do exactly what uh justin trudeau joe biden and uh and Doug Ford in Ontario and in Australia and everywhere around the world, what all these feckless leaders have done. And what is that? They threaten them. Right? Yeah. So let's let's read on. Now, as they observe the confidence, by the way, the confidence, see that boldness, where does that come from? That comes from right. believing. If you want to pray effectively, you have to believe. And yeah. if you believe, you're confident. And they have the confidence. So Peter and John understood that they understood they were uneducated and untrained men, but yet they were amazed and began to recognize as having 
uh, being with Jesus. And after seeing the man who had been healed and standing by them to reply, but when they had ordered them to leave the council, they began to confer with one another saying, what are we to do with these men for the fact that it's noteworthy that everyone has seen the miracle and everything else. So they summoned them back in and they commanded them. They commanded. Okay. By whose authority are they commanding? By their own authority. Okay. Right. So you got Peter and John under God's authority. And then you have these feckless leaders under their own authority. But I created greater emergency powers. So what do they command them? Do not speak to each other or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you, rather, God, you make your own judgment. <laughs> right? It's like, what do you say to that? <laughs> it's like, it's like the high priest, you know, like, is it better for me to listen to you or God, you know? And it's like, what are they going to say? They've only got one answer that's not going to kill their career. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? This is a side story. I'll make it quick, but you know what this reminds me of? Because it's the perfect answer. It, it's it's a God-ordained answer. And I had that happen to me. I was a Christian for maybe four, five, six weeks. You know, a real baby Christian, okay? And, and at the time, I was still smoking pot. And you know, I knew that the church, I was knew there was going to be a head off in the church about this because I'm honest, right? I, I'd tell people, look, I still drink beer, you know, whatever. Um, come at me with that, but, but whatever it's. Um, so I knew I was going to have this confrontation with my pastor eventually, Jesse. So I prepared an argument and listen, I'm a pretty good debater. I think if, if you've been following the show for a little while, you know, I've got a talent for it. And I was prepared for a debate with my pastor at the time, and there was no way he could win. I had every argument covered, including Bible verses that supported my argument. And so finally, Jesse, the day came and I could argue about pot and I was going to convince him that pot is good for Christians. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and you know what he said to me? Before I could get my first argument out, he goes, well, you know, Jeff, as you get closer to Jesus, these things will mean less to you. Wow. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, there was nothing I can say. And I think these guys are in the exact same spot here. Right. <laughs> but when they had threatened them further, let them go, finding no basis on account to which people were God, glorifying God and what happened. So people are glorifying God. They were, Again, if the masses do not consent, do not acquiesce, we win. No, yeah. God flaws higher than yours. You're a joke, dude. You know, you're going to die. So far, I'm not going to die. I pray that you don't die. I pray that you have okay. eternal life, but you're not giving me the evidence of that right now, sir. Yeah, it's like there's only one name by which everyone can be saved. 
And if you're not doing things in that name, then, you know, it, it goes to that question, are you saved? <clears throat> so they had to release them, you know, because eventually, like, there's just way too many people. You know what I mean? Like, there would be a revolt because the masses, oh, 5,000 got saved just from this alone. So just by the masses, they couldn't keep them. And uh, so what now here's here's something interesting and i always try to much like eric said on his uh saturday night sermon a few weeks ago i i always try to put myself in the place i try to live it you know in my mind to some extent and you know thinking what would i do well you know traditionally jesse <laughs> might go out and have a hoot and holler that a good party after that we just <laughs> shut these guys up right yeah but no 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 they went back to their companions, they reported, and then they get into prayer. They raised their voices to God with one mind and said, Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them, who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your father, David, your servant said, why are the nations insolent? Why are the peoples plotting in vain? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly in his city were they gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate along with the Gentiles. So they get into this prayer, Jesse. They come together in one accord and they prayed. And I like how they start the prayer. God, you created the heavens. You created the earth. You, And what I love to start a prayer with an exaltation of God. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and just for me, um, and I think about stuff way too much, but it lifts my faith when I do that. Yeah. I, I know who I'm talking to. You know, it's not like I'm just praying and hoping some invisible guy hears me, you know, maybe he'll, no, he's, he's the God who created everything. He hears everything. He hears my thoughts, but they got together and they prayed and, you know, going back to last night. And, and by the way, this is the, I'm telling you truckers, protesters, (laughs) this is your answer. Right here, right here, just like the veterans did yesterday. They they said they said no to your no no no. You're keeping putting fences in our on our land. It's not your land. It's our land. They move the fences. They stand in front of it and they say, "Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. And we will forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And then they sang the national anthem. Mm -hmm. So powerful. (laughs) Ah. So what did they pray for? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, it was praying that, <clears throat> I, you know, I think it, 
as you look into that, it's that beginning with that exaltation and then, you know, that prayer for God to be sovereign in his judgment, to, you know, to stand in his rule and, um, you know, to take authority over those who are coming against his anointed one and against the works of his anointed one. Well, exactly. And, but here's, here's something really interesting to me. So verse 29, Jesse, and now Lord, look at their threats and grant it to your bond servants to speak your word with all confidence. So just, yeah, just great boldness. the boldness. Now, what got them thrown in jail in the first place? Yeah, it was, you know, boldness. their boldness. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they asked for an increase of that boldness. This is one of my favorite God. prayers. I love praying that verse and we'll pray that <laughs> all the time, you know, that the Lord will increase and enable me to speak his word with more boldness. <laughs> because it's that confidence. And if you want to have effective prayers, you have to have that confidence and boldness. You're not going to be bold unless you're confident. You're not going to be confident right. unless you have faith. You have to ask for faith first. And uh, and again, when you put God on the throne in your prayer, I think it really is a useful tool to help us actually achieve what the Lord is sending uh, us, his bond servants, out to do. <laughs> Listen, if they're a bond servant, I want to be a bond servant. You know? Right. <laughs> but they also ask, while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders to take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Yeah. So they also are saying, look, we want to add to your kingdom. We want to do your will. Can you can you give us a hand here? You know, because listen, th this uh, leaping lame guy just brought five thousand. You know, we were one hundred and twenty. You know, but now we got five thousand. So if you can do more of that, Lord, your kingdom will blow up, and we, that's what you put us on earth to do. Absolutely, it gets exciting. I mean, you know, I just think of present day. It's like, this isn't just, you know, for those apostles, but this is our day, our time that as we pray, as we ask for this increase in boldness and confidence, you know, what's the Lord going to do? He's going to open wide the door and he's going to say, you know, my hand's not too short. You know, there's nothing impossible for me. So ask bigger. You know, and there's never any limits or bounds to how big we can ask him to go. He says, ask bigger. Yeah, and uh, and this is how he answered in this particular case. And when they had prayed, uh, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. He shook the building, you know, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So did he grant their, does the Holy Spirit give them more boldness to proclaim the word? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, a couple fishermen uh, stringing together all these psalms and all these things and declaration just fluidly, you know, perfectly. Eh, that's that's not the fishermen, folks. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Holy Spirit. Right. 
which apparently is a fisherman's friend. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) What a great chapter, though. And, you know, as we were talking about that, it was interesting thinking, too, of the earthquake. And we've been discussing that deep speaking to deep. And so it's like when you come to alignment with the with the deepness of God, it's like there's that response from him out of the deepness. And, you know, that response was not just between him and the apostles. Like he literally displayed that power, yeah. you know, to shake the, the foundations of the earth right in front of the faces of those who were accusing them. And so how powerful you know absolutely and and look uh the end of this is a is kind of a a big stewarding story and you know obviously i i kind of see stewarding pops out in my mind whenever i read these verses and uh i won't get into a really long diatribe on this jesse but uh so a lot of people might think, well, this looks like communism because everyone's selling their stuff and bringing it into a central spot and then it's being distributed. No, it's not communism. It's commonism. It's yeah. like, okay, first of all, these guys didn't need a place to live. They're going to wander around the world and, uh, and preach the gospel, but they needed funds and everyone wanted to fund the ministry. And they made sure that all the needs were met for the people. So this is a sowing and reaping sort of thing because um, they're they're not asking for the money. They're essentially asking for the blessing on those that gave the money, that you may be fruitful in what you do. And, And that's, listen, folks, the world buys and sells the kingdom sows and reaps right if i could put it as simply as that uh that's what it is and they all came together and made sure everyone's needs were taken care of so you know in in these day this day and age when we're you know many of us are not going to 501c3s or whatever that's called in your country um if you see a need go to the need and, and, you know, God will answer. He will help you. He will honor you. Uh, look, I don't know what he's going to do for your life. I'm not saying, Hey, give Jeff and Jesse a thousand dollars and receive your miracle before midnight tonight. Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> doesn't work that way. <laughs> Please. No one take a sound clip of that. <laughs> and, uh, see, I told you they're grifters. <laughs> but listen it it doesn't work that way and and never fall for a gospel that does that that's that's man lifting up himself but god honors you when you give and um you know i'm i'm just in a place right now i obviously you know i see a lot of need uh because we mass communicate jesse as you do we see a lot of need and so god is we're fortunate that we've been put in a place where, you know, need kind of comes to us. However, you know, we can't do everything for everyone. That's for sure. But we do what we can and, uh, and we pray over it and, you know, 
we do what's right. And God, there is something called a heavenly bank account. And if I could just share on this for a few moments, and and by the way, I'll book back this up with tons of scriptures, like years of scriptures research. But essentially, if you are a giver, and you give from the heart, you don't give, if you ever give to get something back from the Lord or something, you've already got your reward. Uh, let me just tell you, if you give to be seen giving, like the Pharisees used to do, you've already got your reward. That's what Jesus says. So not my words, but when you are a giver and and you give out of your heart, your generosity and trusting that God will provide for it. If I get, had to give extra, but I, you know, God will provide for you. Um, th- that's the heavenly bank account. And what happens is you can make withdrawals from it. Yeah. Because because if you're a giver and you have a habit of giving, God trusts you with finances. And so there's essentially, it, the money just comes. I, I Look, it's happened to me so many times, Jesse, I can't explain it. And then there's, you know, the, the promises in, in Malachi, or Melchizedek, rather, at, where, you know, essentially... If you give, let's let's just call it your tithe, and I'm not going to say it's ten percent. I'm not going to say any of that stuff at this moment. But if you're if you're trusting God in your finances and it's going through you, then and you go up and above that, you don't say, "Well, I gave my ten percent, so I don't have to give a penny more." No, if you see a need and you still are able, go to that need. And when you have that kind of faith, that's when God multiplies you. Yeah, absolutely. So not a prosperity gospel, but I I can tell you from my own testimony um, that God has done this multiple times in my life, and I've been down to nothing, Jesse. Mm -hmm. I've been humbled more than once in life. And quite honestly, being a podcaster after running a national business for many years, uh, it was kind of (laughs) humbling, you know? Yeah. I, you know, my entire life too, I, I lived where, you know, I didn't have excess to give from. So it's like, if I gave to others, it came out of, you know, something that I needed or, you know, but I just had to trust God to provide another way. It was like, okay, Lord, like, you know, that comes out of my bill or grocery money, but I'm going to trust that, you know, this person needs this in this moment and you're going to find another way to supply the need to me. Um, you know, you know my urgency as well. And I'm just going to trust that you will meet my need before, you know, before it is not, or basically that he won't leave our needs unmet when we give that way. That's right. But, you know, there and there's some real fine lines. And I'll just give one. Um, let's say someone has a great idea, they're going to go into business and they ask you to co-sign a loan for them. And if that loan goes bad, it puts your own house in jeopardy. Should you do it? Um, I'm going to say on the surface, no, Uh, I'm not giving an absolute no, but you know, just there, there is a line of where you're giving. Right. 
and yeah. you, you you shouldn't overextend yourself too much is what I would say. Right. And and actually, I, I really think that co-signing alone is almost not biblical. It just, you know, mm-hmm. um, not saying can't do it. No, not saying I've never done it, uh, but it's not a practice I would uh, I would fall into. Uh, yeah. For and for anyone, I, I would rather give a gift than cosign. Right. Right. So, uh, anything else in this chapter you need to bring out, Jesse? I think I got all my points out. Yeah. No, I think you covered it great. Those were all my points as well. So that well, was really and, wonderful. And as you did. Well, Jesse, I would say I'm going to miss you, but I'm actually going to be bugging you all week. So I don't really <laughs> have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's all right. I look forward to that. We've got some exciting things happening this week. So we'll be working behind the scenes. And thank you to everybody who supports us on these Sunday shows and throughout the week and know that we'll be back after next week. So <laughs> we will. And uh, so I guess it'll be a week from Tuesday that uh, we'll be back. And Jesse, should we, why don't we just do our Super Bowl decode then? We'll have time to have gone through it Sounds frame great. by frame. We'll do a yeah. very detailed uh, decode because I think it's going to be important. And uh, But remember, if news breaks out, I'll break in. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so. With an emergency broadcast. <laughs> yeah, we won't leave you all hanging. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, listen, just b- before we close... We've got approximately, well, we're over 60,000 subscribers right now. And 70% of our subscribers are in the United States and Canada. So that's a lot. That's like, you know, 40, 45,000. I'm just doing quick math in my head, you know. Yeah. And uh, only hundreds of people have come on to my liberty stand folks you got what do you have to lose can you not take 15 minutes of your time to meet a fellow right on radio uh community person or even jesse and jeff because we're doing a lot of we're jumping on with a lot of people right now uh and loving it by the way but if you haven't look buy american buy canadian um better stuff same price great service comes right to your door everyone is loving it so go to mylibertystand.com and sign up and don't forget to hit the like button <laughs> I was waiting for that like button. Yeah. You need a big red button, Jeff. <laughs> then everybody will and, hit it. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, why don't you close us in prayer? And I'm just going to ask, uh, and we prayed for you a lot last night, Jesse. We're going to continue to yeah. pray for you as you do your travels. You're going to be doing a, a conference on the weekend. Uh, we wish you well in that. Uh, we pray for your protection. We pray for the Holy Spirit to show up. Uh, and it to be a blessed event indeed. But why don't you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we know that your kingdom does come in power, Lord. 
And we believe, we believe that as you send us out this day, this week, this month, that your will and your desire is to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, and to cast out demons. So Lord, we go forth this week to do your will. We ask that you would bring forward every opportunity and that in the name of Jesus Christ, we would see these miraculous things happen. We ask for the breakthrough, Lord, that just as you have said, it is now the day for your miracles, your wonders, the signs and the um, the wonders in the heavens that display the work of your hands and your glory, Lord. It is time for those things to come forward, Lord. And so we step forward um, to follow you and to do your will, whatever it is. And we know, Lord, that you're about to break forth in such a powerful and mighty way that it will be an open display before every spirit, before every angel, before every individual who wavers in their faith, and even before the eyes of believers that you alone are the sovereign Lord who created the heavens and the earth. So we thank you for this, Lord, and we praise your name. And Lord, we just say we will follow you wherever you go. And yes. in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And the closing note, um, the event with the super owl today, the uh, the Satan con finishing up and all this other stuff going on. Let me, let me say, I really believe it's for the next week, week and a bit that we have to be in prayer. This thing doesn't end uh tonight okay and it's not like oh we were victor no 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 it, the the battle continues so uh pray with boldness pray with confidence uh i will be doing a show i will be doing the military analyst on wednesday uh that's the only show i'm committing to uh doing but as i say if there's something big i might jump on and do something quick uh but i'm gonna really try to avoid it uh so uh, blessings. We love you. Uh, we will be back. And uh, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. <laughs>